Gaudiesque. I'm in Spain, the country where, in my waking life, I've spent so much time and have a circle of friends and a social life. A country in which my husband and editor Brian and I once holidayed with our late friend Al. I've arrived at a hotel which seems to be all on ground level. The rooms are separated by narrow open-air corridors, tiled in white, divided by a maze of low-walled, mosaiced barriers, so that navigating the corridors is both confusing and time-consuming. Each section of rooms lead off a corridor whose maze of walls are themed in varying colour schemes. The one in front of me is populated by residential elderly expats who live in the hotel all year round. The maze of walls in their corridor is tiled in yellow and white. The maze in this particular section is impenetrable as the walls end in a dead-end mid-corridor so that I can't get through. An elderly woman emerges from her room and leads me back through the maze in order to help me escape. But she leads me to a dark area. A table stands in front of me and she indicates that this is the way to freedom. I glance down and see that two of its legs are hanging off the precipice of a huge cliff, the bottom of which is so far down it is out of sight. I pull the table towards me onto the top of the cliff and safety. I'm hovering far above the hotel, which I realise now has two levels. Besides the ground floor level, there is an upper tier, where Al has a flat. He is meant to be meeting me in a courtyard in the middle of the maze of corridors on the floor below at 10pm, but he is late. Far above his flat, I can hear him talking to someone on the phone. I need to get back to the main hotel complex in order to lock the main doors. Al, I call. It's 10.20. We were meant to meet at 10. I have to go. I can't wait any longer. He doesn't hear me. Now I'm in front of the main doors of the hotel complex. I notice the hotel is located on a beautiful street lined with white houses with multicoloured flowers tumbling from their balconies. It's like paradise. I try to enter the hotel, whose front door has been left open, in order to lock up behind me. But a group of people in the street try to hold me back. However, I ignore their attempts and manage to re-enter the hotel. Once inside, I see my dentist emerge from a little room near the front door. He is the hotel owner. I filmed a TV advert about ballet dancers at a swimming pool. I'm happy with it, but Brian has to film another section due to health and safety regulations. Uninspired, he films some dancers lying by the side of the pool, doing warm-up stretches. I look at the footage and it's boring. I know that the shot should have been of the ballerinas twinkling around the pool in pretty tutus dappled with shimmering pastel-coloured lights. We don't use his warm-up stretches shot for the ad. That bit ends up in the can. I'm sitting in a dentist's chair. A female detective stands over me and is holding a paper mask over my face tightly. Why are you doing this? I cry. Just answer the question, 
she demands. But you haven't asked me a question. What's the question? I plead. Just answer it, she says menacingly, forcing the paper mask even tighter over my face so that I can hardly breathe. Ask it then. I don't know what you want from me. Just answer the question, she repeats. Please, ask me the question, I beg. Where did you get this mask, she demands. I bought it from the reception desk at the pool, I say. But I'm lying. I actually stole it from the reception desk. The pool, we're going to award you swimmer of the month, but not now, she smirks. I realise I must have been caught on CCTV at reception, taking the mask. I feel crestfallen and stupid, taking something that I didn't even need. I'm looking at a large black fibreglass pond liner. It's about three feet wide and filled with water in which Brian has cultivated little fish-like creatures which are swimming around. But they're not fish. They're toxic organisms that thrive in contaminated water. I climb a steep slope to reach higher ground where I find a stack of these large fibreglass pond liners. I pick up a pile and a youth appears from the distance. He approaches me and demands I give him half of them. Smiling, I peel off several pond liners from the stack and hand them to him. He studies them, then looks up at me. They were selling Lego, really cheap, at the fair, he says, as I wonder where I am and what I am doing here. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like, subscribe and rate An Author's Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Sheffield, England. Script, narration, sound production and graphics by me, Jude Calvert-Tulman, author. Discuss the podcast on Instagram at Author's Dreams Pod, where you can also find me at Jude Author. All the links to buy my novels are at fleurdelipublishing.com. And remember, go to sleep with dreams and wake up with a purpose.